0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Professional golf is in a very interesting place. There is the new LIV or LIV golf tour, and it's LIV versus PGA. Masters champion Dustin Johnson, uh, Sergio Garcia, and Bryson DeChambeau announced their commitment to the LIV tour. They're playing one right now. But they also expect to play in the majors on the PGA Tour. The PGA says, nope, not going to happen. So what's going to be the upshot of this? Will it go to court? And if so, what will the arguments be? And there's another major sports story. Deshaun Watson's murky past in Houston introduces new questions as now 66 women are speaking about encounters with the former Houston Texans quarterback as he sought massages while uh, playing for that team. And uh, there are 24 civil suits against him, and I understand the 24th is really significant. I don't know much about that one, but I've read a little bit about it. So what are the options for the NFL with Watson? Stop facing criminal charges, and he just signed a $230 million guaranteed money contract with the Cleveland Browns. Does the NFL suspend him? Can they afford to let him play? Do the Browns have a possible out? Of their contract with Deshaun Watson, should they choose to try to exercise something like that? Daniel Lust is a sports lawyer and professor at New York Law School. Dan, good to speak with you again. What are the fundamentals of the situation between Live and PGA?
1: Uh, Roy, let's just say it's a fascinating and unprecedented one. I think where we should start the conversation, first and foremost, unlike our major professional sports, um, you know, uh, be it. Even the CFL, right, has a uh, players union. There's a recent labor strike that's been in the news over there. Um, all of our four major sports from the NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NBA all have some form of a union. So that is to say, you have a pretty traditional employer employee relationship. Uh, whereas the PGA Tour, golfers are what we call independent contractors, similar to like a painter or a plumber. They're in theory supposed to be able to work for a number of employers. So in theory, right, they are, uh, they don't really, you know, not really bound by the PGA. So, um, I guess that's step one, right? As a PGA tours, they're not an employer. They're not a, a singular employer. They're, uh, you know, these golfers are in theory allowed to have some mobility. They can't be blocked from joining another employer. So that was, I guess, step one that us lawyers were looking for, how the PGA would react. And what we've seen, Roy, is that the PGA is, seems inclined to suspend them from now re-entering the PGA not blocking them from joining live, um, but just saying, Hey, you've made a decision. You can't pick both. That seems to be okay. In the way of the law, we're not going to see an antitrust lawsuit just yet, Um, but let's see how the PGA reacts. Uh, And I will say, Roy, maybe your listeners, not everybody knows this, but the majors, right? The, the masters, the U S open British open, those are not controlled by the PGA. So these live golfers, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, um, they intend at least as of today to play and live up until the majors and then to go play the majors with the rest of the PGA tour golfers so they're not going to be seen in, as being in like live exile they're intending to get paid their tens if not hundreds of millions uh, playing live and then also playing the majors. so um, we'll see we'll see if how that how that goes if these other independent entities want to try to block them for whatever reason
0: yeah I know I get the independent contractor part And, but there's always been something uh, about golf that seemed, I don't know, maybe a little more, I don't want to use the word pure, but as far as earning your money is concerned, it seemed to be. So if you don't make the cut for the weekend, you don't get paid. At least you don't get paid for the golf. You get paid on very outside activities if you're good and have a name and you get sponsorships, but it's always seemed to me that you get, it's, it's a meritocracy. You get paid if you play well, but I also understand if I were a player, and I could go somewhere else as an independent contractor and make millions more to play there on their league and then come back to the PGA, I'd be arguing, hey, I have the right to do both, and I would, Dan, I would probably take it to court, but then the writer of this one is the record, the human rights abuses of Saudi Arabia. That plays into the picture as well, I think.
1: You know, it certainly does, and I, and I think, you know, I've watched this pretty closely, and Roy, really, you know my background in, in sports PR, Yes. Um, all these live golfers had a lot of media training for the last couple of weeks and months however long they've been kind of floating in the background. You know, I think it's obvious to everyone that the reason they're making this switch is because of the, you know, hundred million dollar guarantee that they're getting right. Phil Mickelson, it's been reported that he's getting 200 million. And I heard about a number that Tiger Woods had he joined this entity would have gotten a number close to a billion dollars, whether you want to believe that or not. But you know, at, at a certain point, um, you know, these, these golfers are being asked that question over and over, and they're just saying, well, you know, I'm just, I just want to have an opportunity to golf. Um, they're they're going to have to answer those hard questions, and that's a decision that uh, they've certainly made. It's a decision that Jay Monaghan um, at the PGA Tour called them out for making, just t- taking the money grab. You know, certainly they're entitled to it. Saudi Arabia has, has also involvement with uh, the WWE. They've had involvement with uh, Formula One racing. Um, And I think that's part of an initiative, uh, if anybody wants to Google it, I think it's called, like, the 2030 Initiative. They're putting money into these kind of worldwide endeavors. So it's not the first time this is going to pop up in sports, and I'm I'm sure we'll see it again. Um, But we'll see. We'll see how a guy like Phil Mickelson. I don't want to leave this point, though, that Phil, um, you know, interestingly, was not one of the golfers that actually retired from the PGA Tour. So I think the PGA still maintains the ability to fine uh, and actually monetarily punish Phil Mickelson. And that might be the legal battle. It might be Phil challenging their jurisdiction to fine him. And that, at least my prediction, it's probably like a plus 400 prediction if you're a betting person. But uh, I think Phil is going to be the one to sue the PGA or vice versa. I I think that's where the first battle is going to be fought. That would
0: be fascinating to watch how this develops. Now, now Dan, and by the way, folks, you can follow Dan on Twitter at SportsLawLust. At SportsLawLust is where you can follow Dan Lust, sports lawyer, on Twitter. The Deshaun Watson case, 66 women now stepping forward, speaking of encounters with Watson during mis- massage therapy appointments. He's not facing criminal charges, but he is facing now 24 civil suits. And there are also questions then about whether Watson was fully upfront with the Browns before he signed that fully guaranteed $230 million contract. Where do you see this going? The other
1: question, too, is whether the, the Texans were upfront with the NFL. Um, I guess the, the biggest update this past week, Roy, has been the uh, allegation from the New York Times, uh, you know, the publication in my home state of New York, uh, that the Texans had been providing Deshaun Watson with a non-disclosure agreement uh, that he had been using it the number of massages. So that tells you that the Texans, at least, were aware, uh, at least of some seemingly misconduct, some type of um, you know malicious activity. So, yeah, I mean, there is a couple things here. The Texans are going to be, at least, according to the attorney involved. They're going to be sued in this case for their inability or maybe their, their involvement in these massages. We're not really sure exactly what they did, but he said he's going to do that. The question then is going to be if the Texans will face some type of NFL discipline for being involved in this in some way, shape, or form. You know, I think the Deshaun Watson suspension, a decision will be made one way or the other, I think, by the end of the summer. That's what we've been hearing. Um, and then really the interesting one uh, is the one you alluded to. Right? The the Browns were clear that they did their due diligence before they agreed to give Deshaun Watson $230 million. But as we sit here today, what we know, right? 60, I think it's 66, 67 different masseuses over a 17 month period. Some really messy allegations, um, you know, that the Texans might have known ahead of time. I'd be very surprised that the Browns knew all of this when they gave over that $230 million. I would find it very odd that if they knew exactly what we knew today, that they would have paid that amount of money. Um, so that tells you that either, you know, the Browns are very risk tolerant or the Browns didn't properly do their due diligence. Um, and that's going to be a very important decision because there is certainly a, a potential for the Browns. If Watson gets some very long suspension and maybe, you know, faces some renewed criminal charges from some of these newer allegations, they could try to avoid that contract. So that's an interesting battle, a legal battle, looming one that I'm watching. Um, but it's going to come very close down to what Watson disclosed and what the Browns were possible of finding out ahead of time, even if Watson didn't disclose it. So we'll see. I think a lot of eyebrows were raised when the Browns gave up $230 million guaranteed, which is not a contract that Pat Mahomes gets, Josh Allen gets, Aaron Rodgers, any of the greats, Tom Brady. Um, but, but Deshaun Watson did. So yeah, we're watching that very closely. So suspension is probably next. Uh, and then it's to see uh, how the Browns want to react to that. If they want to try to get some of their money back.
0: And thirty seconds, uh, last one for you, uh, Dan Baker Mayfield. What happens with him?
1: He's a very expensive insurance policy. I think he's getting just uh, just north of uh, ten million. I think they're holding on to him just in case he gets a year long suspension. Drive. So we'll see. I, I think uh, nobody really wanted him at the, the NFL draft, so I think they're going to hold on to him and see what happens with Watson